this week's episode of the Scary Spirits podcast, number 65, The Monkey's Paw, offers the age-old moral lesson, be careful what you wish for. But it also shows us that we can unwittingly be pawns in someone else's fate. It seems we not only have to be careful what we wish for, but also what others might need or desire. Who ultimately pays for the sins of the father? Hopefully only the father. So stay away from anyone who says they can grant you three wishes. And watch your backs out there. Cheers! Welcome to the Scary Spirits Podcast. Please be advised that the presenters may use adult language and or discuss adult situations. This podcast is not intended for younger listeners or those that may be easily offended. So, if you're ready, let's go. Hi, I'm Greg. Hey, I'm Karen. And welcome to the Scary Spirits Podcast, the podcast that combines the two very different but highly compatible worlds of scary films and alcoholic spirits. What could possibly go wrong? Indeed. How are you, Karen? I'm doing great. How are you, Greg? I'm good, Karen. Thanks for asking. It's what we do. (laughs) It is. Greg, we need to remind everyone of something. We do. Maybe I need to remind you also. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Go on. We have a big contest running right now. We do. Yes. The hell you say. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be like Greg. Remember (laughs) the contest. So we're giving away a $100 Amazon gift card. Do you know how many of these movies you can watch with a $100 Amazon gift card? Karen, I would say about. 40. That's about right. If we throw in a few cheap ones and some free ones, maybe even a few more. Yeah. Do you want me to remind you what you have to do in order to be entered in this wonderful contest? I believe email is involved, Karen. It is. (laughs) All you need to do is email us at info at scaryspirits.com. Put contest in the subject line and write your name in the email body. That's it. And we will randomly pick a winner, Karen. That's the plan. (laughs) For a $100 Amazon gift card. We might even have a second place of a $50 (laughs) Target card. Ooh, Target. Yes, we're getting (laughs) fancy. And maybe even some Scary Spirits prize packages. Are family members of the cast and crew of the Scary Spirits podcast eligible to win, Karen? Immediate family must be excluded. Oh, okay. Sorry, family. <laughs> so no immediate family. No, that wouldn't look good. All right. Tell them, Greg, all in one sentence. What do they have to do? need to send an email to info at scaryspirits.com. Subject line, contest, their name in the body of the email. And we will pick one at random sometime in be- August. Yeah, you could be a big winner. You could be a big wiener (laughs) of a $100 gift card. You can watch a lot of the movies we've already done. Or you can watch movies we are going to do and, you know, keep track with us. 
or you can get yourself a something something off Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> you or do you can you. do that. If that's what you want to do. All right, Karen, I believe this week's movie was your choice. Was it, was it not? It was my choice. What film have you chosen for us? I chose the 1948 movie, The Monkey's Paw. The Monkey's Paw from 1948. That's the one. Any reason you chose the 1948 as opposed to all the other Monkey Paw movies? Well, I thought that I had seen this before a long, long time ago in my parents' living room with my boyfriend with at some the time. Boy. Some boy named Bill. Bill. Yeah. But this is not the one that we watched. <laughs> oh, so you remember. You like paid enough did, attention to like, I no. did actually see bits and pieces of it, yes. <laughs> okay. Good for you. It was my parents' living room. Sorry, so. Bill. <laughs> I'm not this... gonna comment on that. <laughs> oh, go, I was gonna say go on. But no. So the 1948 was not the one you watched. But anyway, you thought it was. So that's why you chose it, right? Yes. I was just looking through possible choices and that one popped up. And I thought, oh, I remember that one. But it's not the one. Okay. And neither was Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, sorry, Bill. <laughs> He's a good guy, though. Sure he is. All right. Do we have a cocktail for this movie, Karen? We do. Very creatively called the monkey paw cocktail. The monkey paw cocktail. Wicked clever. What did you call it on YouTube, Greg? The monkey butt? <laughs> no, I did call it the monkey's paw. You want to know how to make the drink? Absolutely. To make the monkey paw cocktail, take two ounces of Jamaican rum, one ounce of orange brandy, two ounces of pineapple juice, and club soda to top. Combine all your ingredients in a rocks glass filled with ice. Stir and then serve. All the recipes are in the recipe den on the website, scaryspirits.com, or watch the YouTube video. This, I'm fucking lost in this movie, so I'm going to rely on you. Until about the two-thirds point, then I start catching on to the story of the monkey paw. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is familiar. Because, you know, the monkey paw is an old story, correct, Karen? Yes, do you have a who it was written by? I do not off the top of my head. I could probably come up with it real quick. JJ though. something or based on the 1902 story, the monkey's paw by WW Jacobs. Yeah. It's been remade <laughs> many, many times. And I think what I watched in my parents' living room with Bill was probably a very short version because I don't remember this at all. This is not what, we watched so yeah or you might have been distracted karen oh i'm sh quite sure i was distracted <laughs> he was very distracting but this is not what we watched oh congratulations bill <laughs> <laughs> just a little something something a little feather in your hat all right are we ready to get into it or we oh shit should we give our listener time to make the fucking drink <laughs> go make your monkey paw hold on And we're back. Yes, we are. Hi, right, Karen. Are you ready to get into this film? Would you like a short synopsis? <laughs> oh, I would love a short synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> Please. 
please go on. A curio dealer sells a monkey's paw that can grant the possessor three wishes, but warns that disaster will follow. All right, Karen, did you watch this on Amazon Prime or some other platform? No, I watched it on Amazon. Did you? Did you? I did not. Oh. (laughs) I watched it on YouTube, Karen, which might explain why I'm lost a lot of the time. (laughs) Well, the version I watched jumped a few times, like the film skipped or something, but. Yeah, on YouTube, it did too. All right. But it didn't make me not. Wasn't great picture quality either on YouTube. How about on Amazon? Was it? It was okay. Not great. Okay. I think that's why it was only a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, mine was free, Karen. <laughs> I would go with the free version if you're gonna watch it. So the monkey's paw from nineteen forty eight. The first thing I saw was credits, Karen. Did you have any rating or anything in the Amazon Prime version? Did yeah, it? it's a rated seven plus. Seven plus. Okay. <laughs> yes. Which was odd. <laughs> that is odd. Well, there wasn't any drinking or smoking or cursing or well, there was some smoking okay. there at the very beginning, but otherwise, yeah, there was. No. You're right, there was. Otherwise, well, there was some drinking, or there was a drunk. There were some drunk people, anyway. Mm. You're right, there was, or one drunk person, anyway. All right, and then in the credits it says Miss Seaton's gown by Rocha. Did you see that, Karen? I did not. <laughs> Do you know who Miss Seaton is? Well, there's only one woman that was wearing a gown, so. Which one was that, Karen? The one in the bachelor's apartment or house. Yes. She that was is. wearing a gown. That was, that was Miss Seaton, Dorothy Lang. That was her character name, Dorothy Lang. Her husband was Noel Lang, and he was the drunk dude. Yes. All right. You can explain it all to me later. And as the credits are going, we see like, a monkey's paw on a chest or some shit, right? The credits are playing over a man with a flashlight searching a house and finds an elaborate box and opens it and sees the paw. Which we see later in the film. Yes. And we cut to a mannequin head. What's to do with the head, Karen? Any idea? Well, it's a it's a curio shop. So I call shop- it a store of curiosities. Is that the same thing? Yes. <laughs> okay. And the owner is trying to sell what I think is a traveling salesman, some of his wares. And he's pushing that. It looks like a bust. It's about Genghis Khan. but Yeah. But that's, and that's kind of what the bust looks like. Okay. But it does look plastic. But the storekeeper tries to steer the customer away from the monkey's paw, right? He said he ain't selling it. Right. I think he, again, I think he's a traveling salesman. He's an, he's an, I just wrote an average looking dude. There's nothing special about him. He is smoking a he's cigarette smoking a Marlboro. and he's not interested in the other things that the shop owner is trying to sell him. He keeps saying, well, what's this thing over here? What is it? What is this thing? And the shopkeeper says it's a monkey's paw, but and he's, he, he tries to convince him. Yeah. He's not interested in that, he but says the man a, says a, he might be. He says, the storekeeper says it's a talisman. Yes. And it is not so lucky. No. (laughs) Apparently. And he's not selling it. He doesn't want to sell it. But, well, he doesn't want to lose a customer. He's afraid if he sells it, he'll lose a customer. Like, literally lose a customer. (laughs) Yes. I think. 
it has a bad reputation. It originally came from India. And but the man wants the paw because as soon as you tell a man he can't have something, he wants it. So he wants the paw. He eventually agrees to sell it as part of a lot. He's saying, throw the monkey's paw in. It's a deal. Gives him 10 pounds for a box of trinkets and the paw. 10 pounds. And the shopkeeper says, good luck. And if you have bad luck, don't blame him. Apparently we're in an Irish town. It's like in Ireland, it seems like. Where did they say it was? I made a note. I don't know. So we cut to the countryside. Yeah. And a wife is waking up her husband. It's late. The alarm didn't go off. Kelly's whistling, waiting outside. That's right. So Mr. Trelane or Trelawn comes down and lets Kelly in. So Mr. Trelawn owns like a general store and he's yes. a, he's a cranky guy. And Mr. Kelly is saying how wonderful it is that another day has started. And so he's annoying the crap out of Mr. Trelane. Yeah. And uh, Trelane tells Kelly that he owes the bookie. Yeah. He owes money to a bookkeeper. Yeah. So that's not good. And then the wife goes and wakes the son who we, whose name is Tom, Tom. And she goes downstairs to start breakfast. So that's our family unit. But do we Mom, go to, do we cut to another store and there's talk about superstitions and salt? No, they're at his store. Oh, it's at his store. Okay. Yeah. So Mr. Trulet, I don't know how to say his name. Trulon. Trulani, I think. Trulani. Trulani. He's making a sale to two women. And we find out that Mr. Kelly, who was whistling outside, is the delivery guy. And then the first woman leaves and the second woman is talking to Kelly and they're talking about superstitions. So one of the things they're just talking about, like, who's superstitious and who's not. And uh, they talk about walking under a ladder and cows mooing at night. But one of the things that they do is Mr. Trulon won't go and get the salt. She has to go take it off the off the shelf because he doesn't want to pass it to her. So I looked up a couple of these superstitions just because. Uh, he says when cows moon, moo at night, someone's going to have triplets, he says. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what the sun says. Okay. But I couldn't find that anywhere. When cows are mooing at night, people that are superstitious often claim it is an omen that someone is going to die. Okay. And then if you... You don't walk under a ladder. Do you know why, where that superstition came from? Well, it's just not safe, I would say. (laughs) Well, that's probably true. But the superstition originates 5,000 years ago in ancient Egypt. A ladder leaning against a wall forms a triangle, and Egyptians regarded the shape as sacred. To them, triangles represented the trinity of the gods, and to pass through a triangle was to desecrate them. Okay. So what about the salt? But wait, in England, in the 1600s, criminals were forced to walk under a ladder on their way to the gallows. So that's also unlucky. The salt is just said, if you pass the salt, you pass the sorrow. It didn't say, I couldn't find anywhere where it originated from, but you're, even if you're sitting at the table, if someone says pass the salt, you're supposed to put it down so they can pick it up. You don't actually hand to hand. Yes. You put it down. You don't hand you don't hand it directly to them because yeah. that's bad luck. But I couldn't find anywhere that said why that was. But many cultures believe that. Then we hear a bunch of 
shit about Alice the motorcycle, <laughs> which is confusing because I was thinking Alice was an actual person later. But <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom is the son and his mom are having tea and Tom shows her the motorcycle and then Beryl comes in and Beryl is Tom's girlfriend. Right. And she wants a ring, but he's buying a motorcycle and he's naming it Alice after his mom. Okay. And Alice is going to provide them with money and he's going to ride professionally. Yeah. And, but, but his girl, Beryl wants an engagement ring. Yeah. And she wants him to grow up. She's not happy. And the mom says he's always full of crazy ideas. We learned that Tom's father owes 200 pounds to a bookkeeper. That seems like a lot. Well, Karen, in 1948, what was 200 pounds equivalent to in dollars? Do you know? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. So in 1948, 100 pounds was the equivalent of 3,870, let's say to 75 pounds today. So that is three and five times two equals. So 200 pounds is 7,750 pounds today. And how many dollars is that? This is the equivalent of $9,504 today. So he owes about $10,000. Yeah. That's, for a general storekeeper, that's a big amount. That is a lot. Yeah. Almost 10 grand. Yeah. He's, he, he's a bad better, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Did not make wise choices. Don't know what he's betting on. Horses. Is it horses? He used to say it late. Because Tom says... Slow horses and fast women. <laughs> so Mr. Kelly, I can't we disagree, out, Karen, <laughs> has left a pheasant at the back door because this is establishing him. He's a poacher. He's a thief. This Mr. Who did? Kelly, okay, Mr. Kelly. Kelly. Gotcha. Yeah. He says he tripped over it, the pheasant. And she says, get rid of it. But then they cut to dinner and everybody's eating. Pheasant. Everybody's eating it. Yep. Yeah. And then there's a knock at the door yep. and the mom asks, who is it? And Tom says it's the police after Kelly. So the mom hides the pheasant and Kelly hides under the table. <laughs> but it's a dealer or was what I wrote. Yeah. It's the salesman. Yeah. Traveling salesman's how she's think he is. Yeah. He's wanting to make a deal for a picture or a painting or some shit. Yeah. He heard they had a painting for, that he was willing to sell. And the mom doesn't want to sell the painting because she's superstitious. It was left to her in a will, and it's bad luck to sell anything left to you in a will. But storekeeper thinks it's worth at least 200 pounds, if anything. Right. <laughs> Shockingly, he wants 200 pounds for it. But the I called him the dealer, too. says it's worth very little. And they discuss the price. And they're all ignoring the mom because she keeps saying she doesn't want to sell it. Nobody cares. And then the dealer suggests a swap. Wants to make a trade. And he pulls out the monkey's paw. And I wrote, the man is very scared. Yeah, Kelly, Mr. Kelly drops his drink and says, it's the terrible monkey's paw. He knows the paw. Okay. It's an evil thing. It's cursed. Death and destruction and the curse of hell. Doom and gloom. Yeah. Apparently you don't want that paw. And we see a street sign and it says 91 miles to Dublin, Karen. Since when did they <laughs> use miles? Use miles. I don't know. I mean, they're using pounds. Why aren't they using kilometers or whatever the hell they do over there? <laughs> Them, they're foreigners. Yeah. Use, using their kilometers. 
Yeah. So this is when Kelly, Mr. Kelly is telling a story. Cause so he's going to tell them about the monkey's paw and how he knows it's evil. Okay. So he's telling a story here, okay. which was hard to understand at first. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have, he's in the fucking bushes. <laughs> what he's a, doing. It, it's a flashback of why he knows that this particular thing is evil. Okay. He, he is in the bushes. He's about to do a robbery. He's a criminal and the cop catches him. And there's I have, this, I have, he's courting Mary. Yes. That's Mary. So the cop catches him and says, what are you doing here? And he says, he's waiting on a girl. Okay. And the cop says, well, there's no girl here. This is a bachelor's pad. You know, this is the house of a bachelor. And it's comic relief. Kelly says he's cold. The policeman says it's nippy. They share whiskey Whiskey. because they're cold. And then Kelly goes on and on about romance and love and how it moves in mysterious ways. And the cop says, well, I, I know love. I'm married with six children. And Mr. Kelly says, that's not love. That's duty. <laughs> and then they go round and round about romance. And he wants to meet with this girl. So eventually the cop actually gives him a leg up over the wall. That's the funny part because he's a criminal. The cop actually boosts him up over the wall so he can go see his love. So all that love talk and whiskey will get you over right. the wall. Let me cut to... What I think you said earlier was the bachelor's pad. Is, are that inside? Is that inside? Well, Kelly's the same sneaks, house. Yes, Kelly sneaks onto the house's balcony, so he's watching. So we're seeing what he is seeing. Yes, and this is where we see the lovely Miss Seaton in her gowns. <laughs> her one gown. Yes. Yes. So apparently, the man who lives in this house is rich. And he's a bachelor, as we've said many times mm-hmm. already. But they say it a lot, too. Yeah. And he's entertaining a couple. Yes. A husband and a wife. Mr. and Mrs. Lang. And she asks if he is lonely being a bachelor. And he says he likes his freedom. And I said, seems the woman is married to the drunk man next to her. <laughs> Who insults her? So he is very drunk, yeah. her husband. And he's not kind to her. But they've. They've gone into this room that he, this guy keeps locked because it has his treasures in it. And he's showing them his different treasures. He shows them the monkey's paw, correct? Yeah, he shows it to the woman. The drunk man is just kind of sitting in a chair making fun of them. But he does show the woman the monkey's paw. He says it's cursed. And the drunk guy just kind of pipes in every once in a while, says he doesn't believe it. He explains it has three wishes. Well, Anyone says, who holds the paw in their hands and then says, or in their head says, I wish, gets their first three wishes. Yes, but he says the curse maker that put the curse on the paw wanted to prove that man's destiny is ruled by fate. And if you interfere with it, you interfere with fate at your own peril. And the paw has magical properties. So you don't even have to say, I wish out loud. You can say no. it in your head. And the, the homeowner, the bachelor, says that he did make a wish and it was granted, right? The bachelor says it's true, but after each wish, tragedy seems to follow. Yeah, he says he heard a story of someone making their three wishes. He can't remember what the first two wishes were about, but the third wish was for death. Yes, and he's and it, trying to steer her away from it. He did wish 
he says, and the wish was granted, but he doesn't want to talk about it. So apparently something bad happened and he starts looking for his first edition of Poe, but she won't let it go. So that's when he, she keeps asking, well, does, has anybody else used it? And that's when he says, yes, there was someone else. He doesn't know the first two wishes, but like you said, the third one was for death. And he says it, it, he has it in his will for the monkey's paw to be destroyed upon his death. Yes. Which, why doesn't he just destroy it now? I don't understand that whole business, but, uh-huh. and the drunk hubby pipes up. He wants to wish for a stiff drink <laughs> and he's bored. But then what happens? A woman screams. Yes. She screams. <laughs> why does she scream? The monkey's paw turned in her hand like a snake. Yeah. What she must have mean? wished while it was in her hand. Her husband does not believe. He says, we will all be seeing pink leprechauns. <laughs> yes. And he wants to leave. And then I say, are the bachelor and the wife flirting? Well, the husband thinks his wife is having an affair. Yes. And they fight right in front of the bachelor yeah. guy. She just wants happiness. But then she does admit to the affair. And then they put the monkey's paw back in the box and I'll leave the room and he locks it. And then Mr. Kelly sneaks in and takes it. But also he then sees outside they're getting ready to leave and the husband and the wife are oh, fighting. Yes. Yeah, they are. And he's, he says, you wish to be free. Well, she wants to stay at the house because he's going to drive like a maniac. And then he says, then the bachelor says, sure, you can stay here, which of course inflames everybody more because now the husband's even madder. So that's when he says, you wish to be free. She did wish to be free. Your wish is granted. And the husband kills the wife and then kills himself, apparently. He shoots her. Yeah. He shoots her right there. And he kills himself, too. Yeah, that's the news report the next day. That's the news report. We don't see that, but that's what the news report is. Greg and I are both so excited that you're listening to the Scary Spirits podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Do you have a movie suggestion for us? Or possibly a favorite drink you'd like us to try? Or maybe you just want to say hi. If so, you can email us at info at scaryspirits.com. Thank you so much for your support. Now back to the show. And then there's a reward for the monkey's paw. Yeah, it's asked for the return of the monkey's paw. And so Mr. Kelly sends a lackey to get the reward in cash. And they put the monkey's paw back in the box. So and he then, stole it and he got the reward. Is that the deal? Yes. And then they cut back to the present where the traveling salesman is still there and says it's a great story, but he's not going to wish because he's careful. Mm-hmm. And Tom tells Beryl he'd wish for all kinds of things for her. And Beryl and Tom kiss. And she yes. says he's all she wants. They embrace and kiss. Yes. She doesn't need any wishes. She has Tom. But Mr. Trelawney, right, does trade the picture for the monkey's paw. Yeah, he traded her picture that she did not want him to sell. And he didn't even get any money. He got a monkey's paw. Mm -hmm. He totally ignored her. And then we have a montage, Karen. Yes, we get a (laughs) montage. Of people talking about Mr. Trelawney's trade, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of confusing because we don't know how I call him Robert, but I guess it's Mr. Trelawney. Yeah, they start they start calling him Bob in a few minutes. Bob, I yeah. just realized the original Curio 
shop owner that sold the paw to the traveling salesman said he picked it up at an estate sale in Ireland. So that's how it ended up in the shop. They didn't destroy it when the bachelor died. Okay. Because I couldn't figure out how it got, because it was put back in his house. But now I realize, okay, that's how it got back to the original shop. And that's how the traveling salesman got it. Yep. Robert puts the, or Mr. Talani or Bob (laughs) puts the monkey's paw on the mantle. And I have, he would have liked just one wish, but he ain't wishing. I don't think, right? Nope. Next, we see mother bringing Tom his morning tea. Isn't that nice? (laughs) Even though Tom's about 25. Or 30. Yeah. (laughs) So at the shop, Kelly, Mr. Kelly is talking about the debt with Bob, the dad. Mm -hmm. Um, Tom comes in. He He asks dad for money. For Beryl. He wants to get Beryl a ring. He needs five pounds. And Tom, it's another kind of comic relief because Tom is saying, well, I spent all my money on Alice. Alice. Yeah. And that's and this Beryl, is where I got confused. And Beryl's really, <laughs> he's really understanding that I spent all the money on she Alice, is. but Beryl is very understand. The dad doesn't understand what he's talking about, but he finally figures it out. And then Tom says, all he needs is insurance and he can ride. Yeah. He, and Alice is going to win a lot of races. Yes. Once again, we talk about Bob owing the bookmaker quite a bit of money. Yes. And he tells his wife it's all going to be okay and she's relieved. And then Bob tells Tom he needs 200 pounds by the next morning to pay the bookmaker. And Tom offers the money he has saved for his motorcycle, but his father declines. And he says, well, what about the monkey's paw? Tom does plant the seed. (laughs) Next, the bookmaker calls. He says the line, a man who bets with no money is a crook. Before the bookmaker comes, Bob makes the wish. Does he? Yeah, he wishes. No, I have it next. I say the bookmaker gives Bob until Monday, and he mentions a fairy tale and three wishes in their conversation. The bookmaker does. Next, I have Bob grabs the monkey's paw and wishes for 200 pounds. And the paw turns in its hand in his hand, Karen. Yeah, it freaks him out a little bit. Next, the postman arrives. And they say, huh, maybe it's in the post. Well, they're standing around. They say, we <laughs> don't see it anywhere. just waiting for 200 pounds to appear. Yeah, right? they just look around the house like, well, where is it? Postman <laughs> arrives, no money. There's a phone call between mom and some gossip lady, right? Talking yeah, about trouble with gossip. Tom and his girl. Tom is going to try to win a motorcycle race for his father. Next, we're at the motorcycle race, Karen. Tom racing. Beryl wishes Tom luck in the race. And Tom races. But she doesn't have the monkey paw on her hand, does she? No. (laughs) And Tom races Alice in a terrible racing montage. Yeah. And and he wrecks, apparently. I guess that's him. I don't know. I can't tell. It was he's wearing number eight. Was he wearing number eight? He was wearing number eight, but you can't tell. And they can't tell. There's some in the montage. He's on, you can tell a fake motorcycle and they throw like dirt in his face. <laughs> there's Alice too. We see the name Alice. We do see like the name Alice. Yes. Handed on the uh, fuel yes, tank, tank or something. Yeah. Next three knocks at the door of Mr. The Trelawney's. Yeah. yeah. The man explains about Tom's accident. He gone. He was killed at the track and Beryl says he couldn't get away from the fire. He couldn't. He tried, but he went up. 
she's basically describing like he was a what did she call him? I don't remember, but he couldn't get away from the fire. He was burned very badly. But Karen, there is the prize money. So did he fucking win? I don't know. He wrecked? <laughs> I, I so didn't... did he cross the finish line and then crash? Maybe. I don't know. It didn't even look like he was winning when he crashed. No, I so... agree. It looked like he went down and the other ones kept going. But, but... prize money was 200 pounds. So Mr. Trelawney gets his 200 pounds to pay the bookkeeper. And Mr. Kelly says he warned them. Yep. He warned you. I warned you. Next, we see Tom's grave at the cemetery. Very quick cut. Yeah. Just a bunch of flowers and some bells. And mom and dad back at the house, Mr. and Mrs. Trelawney. And they say, how about a cup of tea? (laughs) (laughs) But they do cry. I have mourning. Mourning with mourning. M-O-U-R, morning. <laughs> yeah, they do cry. And then, then there's a stormy night, Karen. Yes, and mom is thinking of her son looking out the window, saying they killed him. It's all their fault, the monkey's paw. But they still have two wishes left, Karen. Yes, and she's ready to do it, and he says no, it's no. evil. No, Mr. Trelawney is no. He is reluctant. But mom wants Tom to come back. Yeah, he goes and gets it and gives it to her, but he does not want her to use it. He's begging her not to do it. Yep. He cannot bring himself to wish their son back to life. He's been dead for two days, charred and burned, Karen. Yeah, he has a vision of what he might come back like. Yes, his wife presses him and he makes the wish that their son was alive again. I think she does. does is it him or her? I thought it was her, but... Well, he made the first. Oh, one, no, wait, oh, wait, he wait. made the last one. So he, yes, probably... he won't do it. She begs, then demands, and he does it. He wishes their son was alive again. You're right. It was him. And we cut to the cemetery real quick again. And I think she says, Bob, my boy is coming home. And yes. lightning flashes. And blows out the candle. The wind blows out the candle. <laughs> and so it's completely dark. And Bob tells her, you can't let him in. There's something at the door. Yeah. Yeah. Knocking at the door. But earlier in the movie, the their deadbolt kind of sticks (laughs) and they can't open the door easily. And she's struggling, struggling, struggling to open that deadbolt. And the door is rattling. So something's at the door, but she can't open the door. Mr. Trelawney grabs the monkey's paw and he's looking frantically for it because he knows what's on the other side. And he wants to find it. He wishes his son back to the grave. And all the rattling stops at the door. And the next thing I have is, thank God. Thank God. We cut back to the cemetery. And I wrote, apparently the mother did not hear Robert's final wish. She did not. He was uh, upstairs and she was downstairs. He was still in the bedroom and she was trying to open the door. Yeah, I can't tell. Mr. Trelawney does assure his wife that Tom's death was not their fault. Yes, because he says because the second wish didn't happen, the first wish was coincidence. Uh, So if he had, because she didn't hear the third, (laughs) she didn't hear the third wish where he wished him away. So So the second wish didn't happen. Yes. In her mind, the second wish didn't happen. So he says, see, the first wish wasn't our fault. So she feels much better. Yeah, I get it now. 
And the next I have, if only we could have the days and hours back again, wishing won't do any good. That's right, Robert. I guess that's what she says. Yes. yes. And then he at least breaks. she will have peace of mind. Yeah, he stares at matters. the camera. Yeah. So what is that called? Breaking in the fourth wall fifth, or something? Fifth wall. Fifth wall. <laughs> and he looks right at the camera and says what you said. She will at have least she will have peace of mind. And that's all that matters. Yes. And I will never, never really know. And we see, is it fucking Kelly? Mr. Kelly. Selling the monkey's paw back to the shop owner. Yes. And he gets money for the paw. Yes. The end. Credits. All right, Karen. Tell me all the things you really enjoyed about this <laughs> film. <laughs> Let's start with the things we didn't like. For this one. <laughs> all right. Going to switch it. Going to turn it around. Yeah. I'm going to get a little crazy. On all this right. One. Okay. This film was very boring. It was only an hour long. And the first half yeah. hour was it, because it's all backstory and they have to fill you in on everything. It, it was almost like a play. Didn't you think it was kind of staged like a play? Yeah. I couldn't of? even, I didn't even know where the backstory started and I didn't, I didn't get it. All of a sudden we cut to this house and there's a woman and a drunk dude in there. I didn't know we were going back. It was very stagey. You know, there was no. Like, so i didn't know (laughs) yeah it was if i would have cut to a different set then i might have known like well it did they were in a different house i was like i remember it like yesterday if they did something like that they gave you no warning yes yeah i had no idea we were going back it was not well done and it was very slow you know, it's only an hour long, but I know that's why it was incredible how <laughs> long the first 30 minutes took. Nothing happened for th- I, I kept thinking this isn't really a horror movie, mm-hmm. you know, because nothing was happening. You know, she's waking him up. She's giving him tea. She's fixing him breakfast. They're having dinner. All that's nice, but it didn't really tell us anything about the story. So that's what I, I'm just going to say. It wasn't a good movie. Not a good movie. Is there anything you didn't like besides your confusion <laughs> that you didn't understand any of it? No, I didn't understand it. I think if it would, uh, like I said, I think it played like a play. So if I was in a theater, I think it would have been okay. But I'm not sure a, it would have. In a For movie, it, it just moved very slowly. So nothing you liked? Well, I'll tell you, you didn't one like thing. Miss Miss Seaton's gowns by. Yeah, her gown was pretty. I will say I like the one, almost the final scene where the mom was at the door. I thought she acted it well. I thought it was pretty suspenseful. I mean, it was very. I I kept waiting. Is are they going to let him in? Are we going to see it? Like lots of, I don't know how they did it. If they filmed it with a real slow strobe light or something, because it was like dark and light and dark and light, but really slow, right? Dark, yes, and light. Like the lightning was going off. And I mean, the whole effect of it being a thunderstorm, the candle going out, it's black. She's trying to open the door. That sequence was really good. It made the rest of the movie pale in comparison. Mr. Kelly was supposed to be comic relief. And I just didn't enjoy his, I didn't enjoy his humor. I just kind of didn't get it. So I don't know if that's, because it was from the 40s and now it's so much later, or if I just. Well, even the 
reviews at the time says it lacked from obvious lack of funds is how someone put it so and the climax i did say was suitably tense and eerie so yes that, the part i agree you were just talking yeah. about but other than that there's not much to it right i agree but I have a feeling it's a very short story. Be careful what you wish for. You get three wishes and they're going to be consequences for it. Didn't you say Pet Cemetery was based off of it? Mm-hmm. That's, kind of- yeah, that's what I read. This Pet Cemeteries and I could totally see it. Yes. People don't, they don't think about the consequences. So the moral is there and great and you can extrapolate to other things like Pet Cemetery and the general concept is, is good and you can do a lot of things with it, but this particular rendering was not my favorite. Yeah. There have been lots of notable versions, including pet cemetery. So did you like anything? Would you say that that was the best scene or did you No, he... I didn't really care for any of it. <laughs> okay. I think, I think my favorite scene was the very end when the dude was staring at the camera and saying, well, at least, you know, her he mind did do, said it is so he, he did he did a good, do a good thing and that he did right by his wife and he's got to live with that shit the rest of his life so well he doesn't know he never saw if there was somebody really out there or not but he he knows but he took care of his wife so she could have peace of mind yeah all right karen anything we learned other than if wishes were horses we'd all take a ride <laughs> <laughs> We learned a little about superstitions. My mom always used to say, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Although you probably shouldn't. <laughs> well, that's but the moral, yes. Care for what you wish for. That's the moral, yeah. That's the main talking point. But superstitions, yeah. we learned a little bit about. Otherwise, not too much. There wasn't a whole lot to this movie. No. I did. I did look up to see if the monkey's paw was real. Like the actual paw, not the curse. And it was not. It was a silicon mold. Because okay. it looked pretty good. I will give that to them. It it looked like a gibbon's paw. It was small. It didn't look like a chimp or anything like that. Okay. I got nothing. So nothing I didn't already know. I mean, it's an old story. I've heard it before. I've seen it in other things, like we said, Pet Cemetery and other things. It's, yeah, I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I have nothing to suggest this to anyone to watch. <laughs> no, there are definitely better versions. I would say this one is, is not. I mean, it, it's fine. It tells the story, but there are much, much better versions out there. I couldn't even tell when we cut to a flashback or anything. I didn't, I don't know. Well, I could. It was weird. <laughs> Just because you couldn't didn't mean that it. Must have been because I was watching it on YouTube or something. Maybe. It did, like I said, blip a few times on Amazon. It was a bad copy, too, I think. It's it's not real clear, you know? Yes. Definitely not high def, Karen. No. <laughs> All right. What kind of cocktail rating are we going to give this film, Karen? Well, I think the climax scene <laughs> saves it from being a five. I'm going to say it's a four. Okay. Four cocktails. I didn't hate it. 
No. Like you it's hated not, attack attack of the killer tomatoes. Yeah, it's not attack of the killer tomatoes. It's it's just kind of meh. But it's not plan nine either. It's like oh bless their hearts. <laughs> <laughs> bless their little hearts. They did the best they could. Right. They try. Yes. <laughs> they tried. Four cocktails. I would say if you're picking and choosing movies, you can skip this one. What'd you think of the cocktail now that it's sat for a while? Uh, it got better as it sat. Oh, that's good. When you make it properly, it's probably a tasty drink. Not no. your favorite, though. So again, kind of meh all around. The drink, Not my the favorite. Movie. It reminds me of the Black Death a little bit, actually. Uh, I don't get the pineapple juice. and It is better once it sits. Okay, well, what do you got for us next week? Oh, is it my turn next week, Karen? It is. I'm so sure next, you can top this one pretty easily. <laughs> so next week, July. Wait, before we do this, wait, wait, wait. Let's stop this. Let me ask you, if you had the monkey's paw and you yep. could have three wishes, yep. as your mom said, would you get on that horse and would you ride it? Knowing know. that there, there are consequences? Mm, don't know. I don't think so. I mean, the one thing after watching this movie, I don't know what other people lose in other movies, but losing your kid, that would make me not want to do it. <laughs> but it dep- he was in a desperate situation. So if you're in a desperate situation, you know, you think you're saving your family, but really you're destroying it. Mm-hmm. And that would take a lot of thought. If someone just handed you the <laughs> monkey's paw and said, hey, you get three wishes, you might be like, oh, cool. <laughs> But they're not like, you know, Robin Williams, the genie wishes. It's true. They do say they'd make it clear that it's cursed and not to do it. Well, and I think a lot of people, the anecdote you hear is somebody (sighs) wishes for money and then their parents die and they get their inheritance or something. So consequences are brutal. So do you think life is controlled by fate then? Like they say in the (sighs) beginning, or do you think? No. So... (laughs) I control my own fate. That's what you think. That's what I know. Okay. The three fates aren't weaving your destiny. No, 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 they are not, Karen. Okay. All right. Anything else? No, I was just curious. So next week's your pick, Greg. What do you got? Well, Karen, our next episode comes out on July 27th, which just happens to be two days before the birthday of David Warner, Karen. It was born on July 29th, way back in 1941. He's currently 80 years old. Oh, so he's still around. David, yeah, he is still around. He's been in, in lots of great movies. He has quite the filmography, Karen, if you will. Okay. But he did do this little film back in 1976, Karen. 1976? <laughs> yes. Called The Omen. Oh, Awesome. And he starred as Keith Jennings, which is a pretty important character in the film. So next week, Karen, we are going to do The Omen from 1976, starring, well, shit. I could have just said, stars Gregory Peck, and that's who I'm named after. I could have just gone with that. Oh, nice. (laughs) But, you know, it is what it is. Do you have a drink? I do, Karen. What's that? Are you ready? No, I'm ready. It's called The Omen. Oh, clever. (laughs) It's a lot like your drink called The Monkey's Paw for this episode. (laughs) 
We're so clever. So we're going to need Rose's lime juice, sweet and sour sauce. Sauce? <laughs> Whatever it is. Sweet and sour mix. Sweet and yes. sour mix. Yes. Vodka and cranberry juice. Hmm. Okay. And, and lemon wedge, if you know you care to garnish. Okay. Sounds good. Mean. Okay. So that would be next week. 1976 is The Omen. Starring Gregory Peck and Lee Remick and David Warner. <laughs> the birthday boy. <laughs> the birthday boy. Who stars as Keith Jennings, the photographer. He's a photographer in the film, Karen. Nice. Mm. Yes. Probably not for him, though. Uh, he makes it most of the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a good, he's, he has to take pictures. That, That's what photographers do, Greg. Yeah, and there might be things in the pictures that might... I bet they're film. Ooh, does he have a dark room? Yeah, he does. He develops might, them in the dark room. There might even be shots of him in a dark room, Karen. Nice. Yes, developing film. But I'm old enough to have developed film in a dark room. But his his pictures are somewhat odd. So <laughs> you'll see. You'll enjoy, I'm sure. I expect I will. Anyone you need to thank this week, Karen? Well, as always, I'm going to thank all our listeners. Thanks for spending time with us. There's a lot of podcasts out there. We're really happy you choose us every week. Yes, if you do, leave a review, follow, like, subscribe, help us out. Take our survey. We have a survey. Or have a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card and email us at info at scaryspirits.com. Contest right. in the subject line and your name. So, Karen, they have to email by when? Um, August 1st? Is that what we're saying? Or July 31st. No, You're going to give them an extra day? Yeah, I'm giving them an extra day. It has to be by August 1st. Which I always is knew you were the nice Monday. one. It's a Monday. See? August 1st. Aren't Your you email sweet? must be postmarked by <laughs> August 1st. <laughs> win, win, win. We will throw all the names into a hat and pick one or some shit like that. And totally at random pick someone to win $100. Yay. Yes. Anyone you need to thank, Greg? Karen, I just need to thank the band Verse 13 for once again allowing us to provide the music on the Scary Spirits podcast. The music oh. does make the podcast better. Yes, it does, Karen. The link to their Bandcamp page is in the show notes. You can go there and listen to all their wonderfully creepy music. Absolutely. Anything else, Karen? Be careful what you wish for <laughs> and please drink responsibly. Yes. Thanks so much for listening. Want to keep in touch? Check out our website, scaryspirits.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Scary Spirits Podcast. Find us on YouTube at Scary Spirits Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at info at scaryspirits.com. To help us grow the podcast, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You know, we really do appreciate your support. And as always, please drink responsibly. Mm-hmm.